Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. Uh, I'm joined by Rich as always and we have Matthew Barber jumping in as well. Um, so you'll start to see more and more and hear Barber's more t- dulcet tones uh, in, the, in the future as well, in future episodes as well. Some of you might recognise him from our, our Brooklyn episode, uh, but of course he'll be speaking and joining us in for lots more beer reviews and discussions going forward. So this week we're going to be toasting toast beer uh, and talk, hearing all about what they've got to offer in this uh, in, in the beer category and, and you know their, their kind of tagline of here's to change you know we're very interested to find out more about that but first Rich I think you've got a bit of a hot topic for us haven't you yeah so as I was perusing all the many beer news websites that I like to follow and I was probably on the most highbrow one the independent beer news they have a whole section uh, it's where it's, it's where I get a lot of my information and um, but uh, one article I stumbled across, and we know during lockdown, loads of people have been doing lots of weird and wonderful things and everything like that. But the Samuel Smith Brewery in Tadcaster uh, has been going back to their roots. Um, and this is all to do with their beer delivery. Um, and they've been busting out uh, the old horse and cart to do some of the more local deliveries of the of, of their beer. Love this. Uh, the bows, bows to the pubs, which I thought like um, horses Love and this. beer. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, horses and beer go hand in hand, as, as we've spoken about before. Um, we've even visited. Oh, the fact, the three of us, we've all seen the Heineken horses, haven't we? We have. Oh, that, that was a good day. Beauties they were. I remember that day. <laughs> yeah, we t- enjoyed that. I think I think Barbara may have stroked a horse as well. I think you were talking about uh, Travis about your stroking of a horse. I think Barbara did the same How thing. Day. That was just a wild rumor. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it was and it was the Grand National yesterday. So that's so that's ironic. It's not ironic, but that's a thing. Coincidental. Hor- this is a horsey weekend. <laughs> yeah. Beer G's with the GG's. Yeah. Well, I could crowbar that in a little bit. Why don't, why don't we gallop past these horse puns and move on to uh, on to talking about that? Sam, I vote nay. So, so, so I really, really like the idea of beer being delivered to my door by by horses and stuff like that, and I think it should be. There's a man yeah, on the uh, horse. Yeah, well, he's right? riding. He's pulling the cart, isn't he? I don't know. That's that. That's how a horse and cart works, isn't it? The horse pulls the cart. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is how it works, yeah. It's a weird, it'd be weird if a cart was pulling the horse, that's for sure. <laughs> the wrong way around. But, yeah. <laughs> Something's gone terribly wrong if that's but happening. It got me it got me to thinking of um how else would you like what other animals would you like to deliver your beer? Is, is what I've been thinking. Oh, I, like I, this is a great conversation around beer delivery systems, not just animals as well. I like I want to go down that route, but as well, I want to broaden it a little bit about just beer delivery systems in general and how else you could be delivered your beer. So, uh, Barbara, maybe you want to answer Rich's first question about um, animals. So there's got to be some area of Lapland where they get huskies to deliver the beer. Sure. Yes, it has to be. Well, if, now you've said not, Lapland, why though. Not? But you said Lapland. I thought immediately went my head went to reindeer because that's where Santa lives in Lapland, doesn't he? In, in, indeed. Yeah. Um, it could be reindeer. I don't. I don't. I think. I. I think. I just have more of a soft spot for a husky. They're cute. They bark. Reindeer. You know. That, that seems a bit harsh on a reindeer. Really. I'm sure they love it. But actually. <laughs> I, I, you can you can actually eat reindeer meat, can't you? I, I couldn't bring myself to eat husky, but I could eat reindeer. So let's oh let's have God. the reindeer for eating, and then the huskies for for logistics. Oh my God! You've just dashed the hopes and dreams of so many children out there. You're like Rudolph in your sandwich, 
Barbara, that's outrageous. You're not allowed. Well, the, yeah, so this is the thing. Maybe they just live for a year. They go into training to pull the sleigh. And then, you know, after one year, they're probably no use. So... <laughs> No, right, let's leave this. We're moving up this topic. We're not talking about you eating reindeer. That's outrageous. (laughs) Hey, I'm not not a monster. I wouldn't eat a husky. (laughs) Huskies are lovely. They bark and they lick your face. Right, let's move on. Definitely have to move on from this. See, I like like the idea... Other beer delivery systems. Yeah, I I like the idea of going down to the idea from Lord of the Rings, but eagles. Calling the eagles to deliver the beer. That Mm. would be... That would be seriously cool. I've just, I'm looking yeah. at my front door and I live in a terraced house on the street. I would really like to come to the front door and have my neighbours seeing me take delivery of beer from a giant 30 foot eagle. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. This is yeah. how I get my That beer. would be good. That would be certainly very head turning. Oh, well, actually, speaking about being delivered something from the, uh, being delivered, delivered beer from the air. Do so. I did hear that beer breweries trialing uh, deliveries via drone. So that could be, you know, a kind of a more realistic way of getting d- air deliveries of your of your beers. Is you get little drones flying around and dropping. That sounds off slightly your, less far fetched. At your yeah, door, I think Bezos would be all over that, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. The drone deliveries. I think in the future, as soon as they get that kind of their from air traffic control, can give them the thumbs up to fly little drones around. I'm sure you'd be seeing thousands of little drones flying around delivering. I, I think it everywhere. might have been a slightly weighted question, though. I think Drabbers Drabbers has a particular has animals in mind that are his favourite animals and what he would like to see bringing in beer other than eagles. I'm going to place a bet on a ferret. Close. I was going to go moles. Like a nice <laughs> moles. <laughs> They wouldn't be able to find their way to your house, though, because they're blind. <laughs> I, well, I mean, if we're, if we're going down the route of, like, favourite animals, like, my favourite animals are panda, but I think they would be rubbish for beer delivery. They just wouldn't get there. They'd just probably get a bit bored, go and have a sleep for a bit. Like, they just... I, I can hand... Like, loving the pandas, but they probably would be a really rubbish animal for beer delivery. Pandas get sacked in the first ten minutes. Which, which, which beer company had all the pandas as their, like, animal of choice? Was it Chang? Was it Chang beer? Qingdao. Qingdao beer. Qingdao beer from China. Yeah, they put they put their faith in pandas, yeah. so I think you. And should. they were specifically that was their uh, their South Korea their South Korea marketing. Uh, you know, the distributor in South Korea went really down the the China stereotype with the with the pandas. Um, you know, kind of launching this. You know, I think we talked about it before, like a whole campaign around cartoon pandas, and they had a double decker bus filled with, you know, people dressed up as pandas and a load of panda cub- like teddy teddy bears, uh, you know, roaming around all to try and sell this beer. So yeah, I mean, pandas in China, hand in hand, apparently. So uh, now we've fully exhausted that beer delivery <laughs> <laughs> topic. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's go. What else can we do? <laughs> Ferrets. No, Otters. Not yet. Sea otters. <laughs> what if you live on a boat? Who's going to deliver your beer if you live on a boat? I think, I think catapult. Dolphins. I'd like, I, if you're on a boat, then it has to be delivered by trebuchet. <laughs> trebuchet. The world's most powerful weapon. Like yes. a keg. Like hurling a keg. Two miles. Yeah. Right, so we're talking, we're going to go talk today. We've got a spotlight on toast. Toast, very interesting name, very eye-catching name. Obviously, you don't think of toast and you don't associate that with uh, bread, toast, with beer. But toast, 
It's all about this environmental sustainability proposition. We know we've talked a lot about how breweries do a lot of this conversation, you know, talk a lot about sustainability and environmental works, you know, whether it's from planting trees to using, you know, less plastic or, or saving water or saving, um, surplus, you know, kind of materials and reusing. Toast's whole proposition is built on reusing excess bread and brewing beer with it. So as we know, bread has the hops, it has the, uh, you know, has one of the core ingredients of beer, you know, within it, of the, of the, of the barley. And so what they do is they take that and then they, they make beer with it. And that's every single toast beer is made with uh, reusable, or sorry, I should say brewed with surplus fresh bread. So that in itself, I think is, is outstanding. So, but, but Barbara, I think you've got a bit more about there, about what, toast is all about and their mission right yeah well well you touched on it there joe so um i think it's understood widely that the main contributor to um most of climate change is is food production obviously bread's just gonna be a little bit of that but in all um a, a toast tell us that uh one third one third uh of all food is wasted um, so that's what they're trying to tackle recently. Uh, and you've only to uh, go and have a look on their website and they've got some unbelievable uh, statistics about how much they've um, uh, how much they've managed to achieve and, and what they've what they've done. Um, um, yeah. So one of the main things about Toast is that they're, you know, they're not for profit. All the, the profits that, that they make go to charity as well. Um, but I mean, just a couple of these stats to, to reel off at, at you. 42 tonnes of CO2 emissions saved. 46,611 meals donated um, and yeah just over 2 million slices of bread saved in, in, in the process but um, I, I understand uh, Joe you know uh, more about this that, than I isn't there also they as a result they have achieved uh, a certification for, for their good charitable work as well haven't they? Yes yeah no it's a good point so they so with all their kind of environmental work that they've been doing and of course that's what they're built on you know reusing an excess and reducing that you know waste of food waste they actually became the first UK beer company to become certified B Corp so certified B Corp is a is a certification or kind of a, a recognition um you know that you can achieve if you are basically part of this global m- movement of using uh, of people who are trying to use business as a force for good. So there's a lot of really strict criteria about environmental targets about what you do and what you're operating as a business but also how you're communicating and what you're putting out into the world that you have to achieve, you have to be achieving show all this data and also then put in an application to the there's like an organization called the 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 certified b corp um company and basically you or they're kind of a non-profit organization and you make your application you do your pitch i think you even have to you know pitch it in person whether that's you know virtually or you go to their offices and and show with the backing of their data with like this is what our company is all about with the hopes that you will then get b corp certified and why people want to do this? Well, we know that consumers as a whole, environmental issues and, you know, being sustainable and, you know, all these things of reduce, reduction of waste is, is really pertinent for consumers. People are asking and wanting businesses to do better. So this nonprofit set themselves up to hold businesses accountable for those exact actions and say, well, prove it prove businesses that you are actually doing what you say you're doing and so that's what basically what this be certified um you know this certification does is it gives a seal of approval a stamp to say to consumers this company has been vetted by us and they are actually practicing what they're preaching 
You know, so I think that's that's so the fact that they were the first UK beer company to do that is outstanding. You know, they just that's right from the very core. That's what they're trying to do is to 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 kind of really use business for good. Um, beer doesn't taste too bad either. What's what's really interesting is we can look at pretty much every single beer company we've looked at through through this podcast, and they've all had something on their page to do with their sustainability the good that they're doing, how they reuse wastage and all this sort of stuff. Pretty much every single beer company we've looked at have done done something along these lines. But Toast, and it seems to be their whole message, seems to be everything they're trying to put across is to do with how ethical and how they've gone about, they're trying to tick all the correct boxes to make themselves sustainable and create what is, met, what, what, what is quite a nice product. I quite like the idea that they are basically the absolute opposite of what, of what a Mr. Burns from the Simpsons brewery would be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I guess there isn't a brewery out. Those guys must have been, been eradicated. But, like, yeah, as you sort of touched on there, Travis, no, no one's sort of going, I'm just making beer and to hell with the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've gone absolutely to the, to the other, end, other end of the spectrum with it. Um, this can only be a good thing, isn't it? I mean, Mr. Buzz was quite funny, but he wasn't a good egg at all, was he? No, not at all. No, I don't no. think I don't think you'd have a, a, a Mr. Burns brewery and, and feel like you're getting, uh, you know, you're you're fighting the good fight, like morally and, and ethically, uh, through that kind of organisation. But I, you know, as as Rich, you you talked about, like all brewers talk about sustainability and environmental impact in some way or another. But Toast is so focused, hyper focused on food waste and specifically on bread waste. I mean, Barbara, you were talking about. Some of the stats there, which are some crazy stats that they've helped re- reduce or kind of help offset, um, you know, the environmental impacts. But the one that really I love about on, that's on their website is the fact that they have saved two million uh, and seventy two thousand four hundred and twenty nine slices of t- of bread. <laughs> that would, would you could make the world's biggest bread and butter pudding with that. <laughs> I'm glad they went for the beer option, uh, but it, it's an alternative. So just slightly off topic and all of this, but do you guys ever just go through a phase where you just eat loads and loads of toast and then there'll just be a period of time where you'll eat no toast <laughs> and then all of a sudden you'll be like, you know what, I really want some hot buttery toast and that's all you'll eat for like three days? Or is that just me? It's not me. <laughs> uh, I must say, I probably don't, I don't go through the the only thing I eat is toast. I eat toast infrequently. I'll give you that. Like, but definitely a buttery toast every now and then. I, uh, you know, really hits hits the hits the mark. Are but you... not only exclusively buttery toast for like three days. Like that. That's never happened to me. <laughs> are you are you in the middle of a toast binge right now, Travers? Are there slices of toast in the room with you? No, no, no. Current, current. Okay. <laughs> I'm currently just going for, you know, those really rubbish hot dogs oh, that, you just, that you stick in the microwave. Oh, I hate to be a snob, but they I can't deal with them. They give me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, they're so good. But you, nothing, else on the, <laughs> nothing else on the toast? Just butter? Nothing else? I like, I like a bit of Marmite. A bit of Nutella. I like a buttery toast. I like a Marmite on toast as well. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm a Marmite fan. I know you're going to say typical of a guy who lives in Cheltenham, but every now and then I go through a phase of rediscovering pate. Oh, oh. Oh, I do like a good pate. Oh, I do like a good pate. Give me a beer flavoured with pate and oh, <laughs> I'd be made up. Um, <laughs> so I'd be happy as a pig in the proverbial. So, Drabs, what, what kind of... Um, talking back, back back to toast, I know we've come full circle, but talk a bit about like what, what beers do they actually have? What's their kind of range of beers? So, looking on their pages, they seem to have their four 
core beers that they that they put out. So they've got a a craft lager, um, they've got a pale ale, they've got a session IPA, and an American pale ale. Um, seem to be like their their core four. Um, but they've also got um, a scheme at the moment called Rise Up for People and the Planet. Uh, and they've got a beer called Rise Up for Rivers, Rise Up for Oceans, Rise Up for Forest. Uh, and these are targeting specific kind of problems that face our, that, that our world is facing. So the Rise Up for Rivers um, is talking about how the, um, the industrial food production is polluting our rivers, which creates coastal dead zones as they enter the ocean. Um, we've got one, which the Rise Up for Oceans, which is all to do with the plastics in the sea. And then Rise Up for Forests, is talking about deforestation so they can't they're kind of like their their specialty beers that they're putting out there and each one is raising awareness for something to do with climate change which is really cool and the artwork is some of the best i've seen on on on, on beer cans yeah you're absolutely right travis it's really spot on the fact that this is real causal level of like limited edition beers but it's not just about like you know a quirky thing to try and sell the beers they're actually trying to by the looks of things actually to create and cause action so if you scroll down the page where it talks about these rise up beers each one in that series it, you get to a right to your mp section of the website where basically you can enter in uh, some limited information about yourself and they will draft and help you draft up a letter to your dedicated specific mp in your local area to help raise awareness or, or kind of send a letter about climate change and, and specifically around food waste so, you know, I think that's really fascinating. The fact that they've gone full, they're not just like, this is not just part of them as an organization trying to sell beer in a kind of a healthy, more, in, in, you know, environmentally friendly way, but they're actually trying to action change by giving you, the people, the tools to, you know, to help that change happen. And, you know, what's the best way right now of, of, of organizing change? Yes, you can go out and you can go and protest in the streets, but a lot of it will, will, will happen is actually writing letters to your MP. If an MP gets inundated with thousands, hundreds of thousands of letters from their constituents demanding change, then they've got a right. They have to go and you know do something about that. Otherwise, get rid of them. <laughs> so talk to me, Bob. What are you tasting on the beer right now? Oh, sorry. I Yeah, beg your pardon. I've gotten a little bit confused of which one I'm on. I'm on the um, American Pale Ale. Yeah, uh, I think what you would sort of come to, to expect from it, I'm not sat here thinking it, it's i'm consuming a liquid liquidized form of a dry piece of toast it's a very drinkable beer so fair play to them for that <laughs> yeah it's not it's not like a dry you don't get this but you know but you're absolutely spot on i was a bit interested i was a bit intrigued going into this a, a beer that's made with exclusively with wet waste bread i was expecting something a bit different i was expecting maybe there to be a quite bready taste to it but as you said it doesn't taste at all like bread yeah <laughs> I think it's because it's, I always think it's, that's a little bit sometimes superficial when I've just heard that they're called toast. So in my head, it is going to be. And do you know what? Actually, weirdly, it made me think of marmalade. It's, it doesn't taste like marmalade either, really. <laughs> what are, who are you? Who are you? Paddington Bear? I was going to say, no, I was, I was half expecting to crack open the can. And have you guys ever tried bread sauce before? Oh, I love bread sauce. Yeah, I was half expecting, yeah, to then just start. Just then to start gulping away, but just to be thick bread sauce was was what I was imagining when I first when when I first heard we were doing this beer. Yes, yeah, yeah, I like my bread sauce. So I've I've I've, I've liked you, Barbers. I've start with the American Pale Ale, and the only reason it's an American Pale Ale is because it's using American uh, West Coast American hops. So it's it's very sessionable. It's it's quite light in the smell, but very kind of. Um, 
on the nose, it is quite. It smells quite hoppy, as you'd expect from a level of a, a pale ale. But it's nothing like you know. It's not too overbearing. It's quite palatable. But I've actually also just cracked into their pale ale, which is made with British hops. But I'm surprised actually that you know that they've got a pale ale that they haven't called it British pale ale or something like that because we start like the only reason why it's called an American pale ale because it's got American hops with it. As we said it before, it's kind of a, a new new way of naming your beers by having different things but they should have gone full circle and said a British pale ale maybe that could have been quite fun oh, but, okay. um, yeah so because the, the APA is Simcoe Citra and Euconaut hops Euconaut is, Euconaut. is, 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 yeah. is a new word a new one on me and then um, the, the pale ale I suppose them I suppose that it should it sounds like I'm being very patriotic here but a, a pale ale they should all they're all British pale, pale ales right it's me claiming the history of all brewing being being. <laughs> no, from you're the right. UK. Pale, pale ale did pale ale did originate from the UK, from Britain. But I would say actually we're now in a different world. In that you know you can get pale ales brewed by anyone in the you know as long as it's basically they're saying like an American pale ale is using American styled hops or American hops. Um, so I'd say like I think the word pale ale has taken on a different life of its own, and not to say that it's now only exclusively owned by by Britain or the or, the, or England. I think it's about Actually, it's a everyone's got their own different take on pale ale now. Yeah, and so I think actually the basis of where your hops are from, you could have the right in theory. If you're grow, if you're a, a hop grower in in the Mediterranean, you know maybe like Italy, why wouldn't you have an Italian pale ale? That could be quite fun. Well, do you know, I nearly asked myself. I I was going to ask the really silly question then, but I know it's an Indian pale ale is not to do with where the is not where the hops came from. It's because well, didn't they cut? Um, bottling it up early to send it over to India to drink when they're over there. I was about to say, surely the climate in India means hops are harder to, harder to, to, to farm. But um, uh, any beer technicians out there, I think answers on a postcard for that one. Yeah, no, we we we, do, we did briefly talk about it before about where the origination of, of IPA came from and how it was uh, you know created by by British. Um, Brewers and popularizing it for the Indian subcontinent, but actually, I've recently heard about it and, and dug a little bit deeper. And really, it was just because it was it was coinciding with the time of the popularity of uh, of, of being in India and and you know, the British in India, and the pop- popularity of India itself. And that's where IPA came from. Is that basically brewers were set, were tapping into what people on the ground in England were really interested in, which was India. So they were like, okay, well, let's create a beer that's that's celebrating the fact that we. You know, we, we've got this close link with India, um, and that's where the IPA came from. I know that we, we talked before about you know it being higher in hot in ABV, so it could withstand the kind of the journey across. But actually, you know, low ABVs work absolutely fine in 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 you know in long journeys and and in the subcontinent as well. So it's more just a kind of a, a marketing thing by brewers at the time to, right, to really, really tap okay. into what people were interested in, which was India. But going back to toast, like actually, I've just. I, why I knew about toast from uh, you know I, I I was hit with this um, this advert that talked about Warburtons and making beer and I clicked on it and it kind of absolutely like clickbaited me into talk reading about the article and it was a collaboration between Warburtons and Toast because Warburtons uh, basically had teamed up with T- Toast to create beer made from their surplus crumpets. So this is a this was a uh, a limited edition um the toasted crumpet session IPA. We actually posted about this uh, you know a few months back on the uh, you know through through our socials because it was really fascinating the fact that like a, a company like Warburtons were were getting into beer but it wasn't it they were just basically partnering with a company called Toast 
as we know, who are all about saving and, and reduction of waste, and Toast must have reached out to them and say, hey, Warburton's, we do everything, all our, our beer is made from surplus bread. You're a huge bread manufacturer. You must have surplus bread. Why don't you give us some and we'll make a beer out of it? And that's exactly what happened. And I love that. I think that's like fantastic, the fact that they've managed to get a company like Warburton's to, I, to make a beer I, with. I'm really enjoying the where, where the craft beer industry is going at the moment because there are so many cool and crazy collaborations out there that are, that are now linking in together with bigger organizations like toast they're, they're they're doing a good thing and they're reducing all their food waste and stuff like that and it's just a generally exciting time for beer that there are some really really cool things out there and you don't have to just go down the traditional method like we've just we we were chatting about union and stuff like that. they are very traditional in the way they brew and stuff like that but now you look at toast this this is an unusual way to make beer I would never have thought, yeah, you know what? Bread. Let's get it in a beer. We've got this. We're going to nail it. So I think, and it's, it's just, it's a cool concept. Why stop there? I'm going to go hang around like at Greg's at close-in time and go, all right, lads, you got any sausage rolls left over? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would definitely get a taker for a sausage roll flavoured beer. Uh, I think I think the protein content might be a bit <laughs> of an issue, but you know, oh, cinnamon swirl. That would be yeah. a good one. Cinnamon swirl into a beer. Yes. Oh, I could go, yeah. 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 Oh. If I'm quite honest, I can't wait for, for the toast to do a collaboration with Mr. Kipling. Oh, exceedingly good beer, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Get this man a job. <laughs> <laughs> so... I think what I'm loving also about Toast that the, the, the subtlety and that they, they love words that have double meanings. So their name itself, Toast, obviously re- relates back to the, the fact that they're all about bread waste and food reduction in their beers. But also as well, it's about beer. It's about toasting. You cheers to toast, uh, you know, to something. So I love that. But also they have, you know, they're talking about their kind of political side of things or the fact that they're helping people to, you know, which you talked about their collaboration beers about the limited series about, you know, rising up for forests the oceans the rivers but the fact the rise up itself obviously that means about action that means about you know the people like empowering the people but it also is what you do with bread (laughs) you know it's rising up the bread i love this i love the fact that they're using using these terms it's like it just basically we are yeast yeah um so talking about their numbers so instagram they have uh 16.5 k followers and on twitter they have 14,000 followers. So, you know, they've got a bit of a following. You know, this is a company that's doing some good for the world, all about, the, you know, being good yeah. for the world. So people are on board with that. That By the looks of things, they're followed by a lot of the people that's... Um, a lot of the cool brewers that we've, we've spoken about before. So people are really getting in, in on this. So I'd watch out. I'd try and taste their beers. Um, so, yeah, I think Toast definitely want to watch out for. You'll see them in, in most shops. Um, you know, really interesting. If you're interested in cause-related cause marketing and cause-related uh, products, then Toast have a fantastic message and a mission that they're working towards. So I highly support uh, this. Joe highly supports this message. That's even, that's even better than getting a B Corp certification. <laughs> and I thought that the B Corp, yeah, I thought get... the B Corp meant something else, didn't it, Travers? Yeah, <laughs> Oh yeah, they needed a B on the board, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got a wasp in HR. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that what you thought? You thought that by being B Corp certified, they had to have a, a literal B on yeah, on I th- the board. I thought it'd be quite funny. This, but yeah, that's not that crazy. <laughs> that's not that crazy. 
it's not, when you think about like because bees are, are really important for, envir- for yeah. the environment aren't they or, and it's like maybe they were also protecting bees yeah. or, or something there's a link there somewhere also have you guys seen the bee movie bees are intelligent and they can talk so <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't actual documentary footage <laughs> <laughs> so so on that on that note, we'll 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 leave it on on toast. Definitely a company to to talk about and to to go and taste. And they don't, but unfortunately, they don't have a bee on their on their director's board. <laughs> and that's all we have time for from this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so, from me, Joe, Rich, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. Always drink responsibly. And if you or anyone else needs some help, go to drinkaware.co.uk for more information. Mm-hmm.